Hi everyone, and welcome back to Radical Love with Ains and Lex. I'm Ains. And I'm Lex. And today we're going to be talking about the why of Radical Love. So why is this podcast called Radical Love? Why do we do it at all? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is something maybe people don't really consider as much as they should, aka myself. So exactly. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't done this episode sooner, but that's okay. Exactly. But first, Rosie Buddy Thorny. You know what I'm saying. Lex, you can go first. Always. Okay. Rosebud Thorn, my rose for this week. I feel like it's been like the weirdest week ever, but um, I've just been really in a routine. So I guess this goes for like the last few weeks. Like I have consistently gotten up every morning before class. I walk to Breadco, well, Panera, and Ew. I get my coffee. <laughs> I know because um, I don't know if y'all know, but they do like an $8.99 a month unlimited coffee and it's free for the first three months. So hello, what? I had to take advantage, right? What? I know. Wow. Coffee and tea. I know. Absolutely amazing. So it's like a mile from my apartment. So I walk, get it, come back, whatever, before class starts. And then I make my bed and then I make my breakfast. So like I've been in a routine and I'm really, pr- I know it's only been two weeks, but I've stuck to it and it's been really good. Love to see it. Yes. And also I'm just so much more awake when I go to class. <laughs> um, and then my thorn, I kind of have two. The one is that, okay, selfishly it's a thorn because I have not been able to talk to Evan since Monday morning. Oh, what happened? He's going like his first, you know, starting college at Washington Lee. You have the option to go on like a week long trip with your classmates. So his has been a camping trip. They've been literally camping in the Appalachian Mountains, which like I am so excited for him. Like, that's so do lit. not. I know. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm so excited. And I'm so excited to hear like all about it, what he's been doing, like hello that's such an amazing way to like actually form really good connections before you even start school um but selfishly i've not been able to talk to him so that sucked um and then yesterday i found out that someone i was around tested positive so i had to like hurry up quick because i'd gotten the vaccine and like she was vaccinated and stuff but like my brother was coming down so i had to hurry up quick you know get tested but goes into my butt. I'm okay. Got tested. All good. Still going to see AJ tonight, actually. And it's my grandpa's birthday this weekend. So I get to be here for his birthday dinner. Yeah. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. So this weekend is going to be great. What about you? Um, My rose. I mean, seriously, it's just been absolute vibes out here. My good. My philosophy groups. I so I have a Monday and Tuesday this week. The the guy like all I was gonna say the guys or the kids. I don't really know my students. I guess (laughs) I don't know. They're so cool. Everyone's absolutely having a good time. It's so chill. And I send out little surveys like, how's everyone feeling? And they're like. I'm so excited. I was nervous because, like, I don't want to talk about philosophy with people. But you obviously want us to have a good time. And it's, like, super chill. And you're so approachable. I'm so excited. And Ah. obviously that makes me feel good. I mean, who doesn't love a good compliment on an anonymous survey? But also knowing that they're feeling good 
to start off the semester. Super cool. And then one of my classes, so the professor is really well known mm-hmm. for like theology professors, but not many people are like, you know, that whatever. He, he's great. <laughs> the class. Oh my gosh. He's so brilliant. It goes by wow. so quickly. It is amazing. Oh, the yay. thing, like it's, it's really, really great. I mean, I'm learning so much and it's just so, so cool. So good. And there's, a guy next to me, he's in like this, they invite Notre Dame alum when like, it's his 50th anniversary of graduating from here. So he's like old, um, but they invite <laughs> them back if they've shown leadership and they get a year program um, on campus where they can audit some classes. And me and my man, Mike, are like besties now. Oh, that's and it's so amazing. It's so fun, you know. I spilled his coffee on the first day, so it was a real bonding experience. I was like, ah, Mike, what you doing? Um, but that's great. The class, I mean, seriously, it's so good. And overall, the weather's been great. It's been very nice. Things are good. Really putting myself out there socially is helping a lot, too. Um, especially, like, in making friends in classes. Then my thorn, actually a pretty significant thorn, lol. But I was trying out for the club soccer team, and I got cut. Oh, no. So that was actually really, really upsetting. I kid you not, I went through the five stages of grief about this. I literally woke up the next day. I was like, that email must have been a mistake. Like, Mm. it was definitely wrong, which I don't know what I was thinking in the early, the wee hours of the morning, because like, obviously that would not have happened. But I like checked my emails. Like, they definitely sent me an email saying that was an accident. No, I wasn't supposed to be on that email list. That was not the case, Mm. as one would obviously assume. Um, so it was really tough, actually. I had a low-key identity crisis because I'm like, what the heck? Like, I, I'm, I, I, like, soccer. Like, it's I've never been cut from a team. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't really faced a lot of rejection ever in my life. So going through it for a first time where I actually genuinely really, really wanted something and not getting it and not having an explanation as to why has, at the first, for the first time at the age of 19, has been interesting definitely interesting now I just keep making jokes like about soccer I'm like oh like on my club soccer team and I'll be like you know when I was in high school not here to my roommates and it's ha 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 like self-deprecating humor it's it's funny like but it's it's kind of silly anyways but the good thing that came out of that is I have been going I well I went rock climbing once at the rock wall we have at our gym here which was I was going to be doing tryouts for my exercise, but, you know, I got cut, so I went rock climbing instead, and it was so fun. It was so cool, but now my hands are wrecked. Like, (laughs) I have a lot of issues. Like, it's very painful Um, because there were blisters, but then the skin came off because I was doing, like, bouldering, Um, so they hurt. But anyways, really excited to get into that. So, you know, something good came out of it, but... Also, I'm really sad. I'm mostly sad about soccer. Happy I have more time to rock climb, I guess, but mostly sad. Anyways, today I'm wearing a soccer shirt. Sorry, guys, this has really been on my mind, so I'm really sharing it here. (laughs) Today I'm wearing my shirt that says ECNL alum, which, for those of you who are not aware, ECNL is the club league I played um, in in high school. It's a national league. It's pretty much the most competitive one (laughs) in the nation. So I was really hoping I'd run into club soccer girls and be like, screw you for cutting me. (laughs) Like, I'm like not bad at soccer and like just trying to wear it, even though I got cut and be like, you know what? 
still play soccer. Like it's still a huge part of my life. I'm not bad, even though my natural tendency is to just like assume, oh, it's my fault. Like I, I'm not good enough. Be like, no, like. I mean, obviously, if they're cutting me, I'm not good enough. But like, maybe there's other things as well, and like, I can still play soccer, and I don't have to be on the team. I can still play. I can still be competitive. So, yeah, that's been a whole growth thing. And then my bud, similar to yours, Lexi, um, is that my family is coming up and we're going to Lake Michigan for the weekend. So my grandparents, my parents, and my siblings. So going to be a jolly good time. I, of course, have quite a bit of homework. Just Same. <laughs> so much reading. I just, it just takes me so long to read. Mm-hmm. These really difficult 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 readings but yeah the stuff you do is definitely fine. way over my head in that reading dude level. <laughs> it's way over my head that's the worst part i don't know what's going on like in one of my classes she'll cold call us like for the discussion oh no and i literally i blubber my way through <laughs> being like i just don't know i'm sorry i don't really know what this means <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty tough but it's fun observing the smart people of the class like they're crazy they're obviously very invested and very, very intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun just watching them, so I don't mind. I do a little bit because I wish I knew it was going on, but it's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh, I I feel that there's some uh, smart people in my classes, and I'm like, wow. Like, just oh my like, gosh. When I get into a class and like same thing, like a discussion, and someone says something that like I didn't even think could pertain to the topic, but is like so intelligent, I'm like, how? How are you able to put those connections together? <laughs> No, I genuinely, and they just use so many like terms. I don't understand. I'm like, cut, cut this out. <laughs> cut out the what is it called? Oh my gosh, the um. Why am I blanking on the word? The gender? No. Oh my gosh, that's not right. The word for like words that experts jargon. Know. Jargon. I was like gender. That's not right, but I know oh it's gosh. something. My accounting teacher says jargon. I think 15 times a class. I'm jargon is like the, the word like she says oh, the word jargon because she's like here i'm gonna tell you what this jargon means and i'm like oh my gosh there's too many yeah too many. yeah they all speak in jargon <laughs> in this stupid discussion class and i'm like what are you talking about also another thorn today so i met someone last weekend and he's really nice and his girlfriend lives in my dorm so i see him a bunch but anyways i saw him today and i was like hey and I said his name, and then he was like, "I'm not him. I'm his twin brother." And I was like, ah! "What?" I was like, "What? You have it?" I was like, "Are you kidding?" They sound the exact same, so oh I was like, "Are you pulling gosh. my leg right now?" Because I was like with other people, and he was like, "No." And I was like, "Oh, I shouldn't have asked that. That made it even worse." That's too good, honestly. But it was fine. I was like, something, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's fun." That's pretty much it. The more you know about people, they must be identical twins. Okay. What we're all here for today. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with just, you know, some nice dictionary definitions of radical love. These are on our website. So, you know, check it out. Radical check it out. Guys. You should know. You should know already. It's kind of funny because I had to do an English project and 
it's like kind of just like saying about yourself and like goals for the semester all that stuff but you have to like show your personality and it's kind of short so i promoted rad love so much yes. like <laughs> put the instagram put the blog something else oh this is exciting i'm not gonna say the project i'm doing but it will be a blog post for radical love and it's gonna be really cool i'll keep you on the edge of your seat um but so the we're gonna break radical love down into two parts because there's two words so from google and love (laughs) yes from google the definition of radical as an adjective means relating to or affecting the fundamental nature of something it's far-reaching or thorough and then the definition of love as a noun says an intense feeling of deep affection so obviously radical love in that sense you just put them together but i guess when i think of radical love and how we mean it and how i've always thought of it when we came up with the name is all about showing love and compassion to all of the people that we meet and just like such a deep sense of love that isn't changing like it's a constant thing and it's like deeper than any love that's worldly like it's us praying and the love that we get from god that we're supposed to share but only comes from like growing in our faith and our faith like without god we wouldn't have this sense of radical love is how i take it i like it i like it a lot (laughs) yeah i feel like you pretty i mean it's pretty that's def- yeah that's yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory i feel like you, you you definitely said all that i could think to say okay good <laughs> i'm glad we're on the so, same page yes yes we're in this together yeah honestly when i think about radical <laughs> this podcast sometimes i think whatever i can be a little hypercritical of myself but I think it's also important to do that a little, not hypercritical, but you know, look at yourself honestly. And mm-hmm. I think with radical love, like what you're talking about, this love is deep, constant, extending to everyone. I can really struggle with that. So a- after like going going off of that definition, that nice definition that Lexi just gave that also you can find on the website. So you should all pretty much have memorized <laughs> yeah. by now, by Hello. how frequently you obviously are gonna f- go to our website. Um, so I have a sticker that I really like, um, and it says, love thy neighbor, and then it just has a bunch of different types of neighbors. So I'm going to read it because it's right in front of me right now. So it's like, love thy neighbor, thy immigrant neighbor, thy black neighbor, thy atheist neighbor, thy Muslim neighbor, thy depressed neighbor, thy conservative neighbor, thy LGBTQIA neighbor, thy disabled neighbor, thy indigenous neighbor, thy, okay, you get the point. I'm not going to say that, all of the rest of them. But then at the bottom, it says thy blank neighbor. So it's a lot of people that have either like historically or present day have been very difficult for people to love welcome into society and especially like christians have struggled to love and welcome into the world so the problem for me is i look at this and i'm like yay go team i am good at loving these people i think so i consider myself a fairly empathetic person and i when I hear like immigrant, 
a lot of people will be like, oh, like illegal alien. And that makes me very upset because I'm like, that's like, even though alien is officially the term people use, it feels very dehumanizing to me for obvious reasons. Um, and I think that's wrong. And I'm typically, or like thy incarcerated neighbor is one of the options. I really am like against the death penalty and against solitary confinement. Honestly, I'm not, I'm going to take out the really because... A lot of these thoughts are half processed in my mind, but my gut reaction for all of these groups essentially on this sticker is to love them and to try to see things from their point of view and to try to be there for them. Like the homeless neighbor, a lot of people become very callous towards homeless people not wanting to give due to the fear of fueling an addiction or something, but I just want to give. Like I'm, that's easy for me to love, so I feel nice. But I think the thing about radical love is thinking not what traditionally is difficult for people to love, but what's difficult for you to love. Um, so for me, semi-ironically, the people that I find often most difficult for me to love and welcome and cherish are <laughs> like stereotypical Christians, which is a little humorous given the setting in which I'm saying this, obviously. <laughs> um, but I really, for whatever reason, it's a major ick of mine that I'm trying to overcome. Um, when people speak in the typical like Christian teenage vernacular and it feels so insincere to me and it frustrates me and it feels illogical. And I think that's why I am so drawn to Catholicism and to theology courses because they're such a study rather than so spiritual because that is so difficult for me to like wrap my mind around spiritually I'd rather do things rationally um anyway you know there's a lot of tangents here there's obviously a lot to unpack but oh I feel God. like there's a, there's a lot going on here um and I've thought about this many many times but anyways because I that's not for me I oftentimes judge it and like I said it makes me frustrated it feels illogical it feels insincere because I'm like oh I can't even think of an example right now but just things people say I'm like everyone just says that it's just like you go on like if you're on Christian Instagram like and those are your reels it feels like you're just getting more and more of the same and it's like is that even personal like this is supposed to be a personal relationship and there was once I went to a talk and the girl was speaking like that and she actually had a lot of great stuff to say but because I was so consumed by the way she said it and how like annoying that was to me I was unable to appreciate her talk until after the fact when I reflected on my negative attitude and realized where I aired um, I was just automatically not listening to her because she was referring to like Jesus as king which is one of those things like I've never really used and I think it's just kind of like different for me yeah I can just be very judgmental I guess is the whole point of this story and so you're supposed to love your neighbor you're supposed to love your enemies and I think for me the challenge <laughs> this is such a long drawn out thought anyways my challenge is really extending that radical love to everyone and like returning to the sense of radical love not just for the people that are traditionally like love these people it's like no love the ones that are difficult for you to love like focus on not what's traditionally difficult for people in general to love like look at yourself realize what's difficult for you and work on it like we're not supposed to, just like you were saying Lex like last week and I think you're probably going to talk about today like our job is not to like be the iron fist that rules justice in this world like we are supposed to radically love and that's what I I do believe that and I think that doesn't mean like being a doormat for people to walk over or allowing other yes. people to walk all over others like love also includes accountability and honest communication 
but my job isn't to like rule a country or to figure out the right this or that. My job is to love people, try to understand them, and try to help them become better people as they will likely help me. Um, so I think it's just important for me to remind myself and my political opinions, my religious opinions, my all of my thoughts, feelings, and ics of sorts that I'm called to radically love in every single case. So, yes, that's, that's, that's really my general good. struggle. That was... <laughs> That was a very long-winded thought. I hope everyone was fine with sitting by. But, yeah, that's just (laughs) radical love. Sometimes when I think about the name, I'm like, that's a little ironic based on sometimes how I either behave or believe things to be. So, important to reflect on that. Well, I like how you said that we all struggle to love, like, different groups of people because mine was always the like loving your enemy I could never ever ever understand that like really baffled me like how are you supposed to love people that are like hurting you like what that's stupid that's ridiculous like hello they're clearly not doing any good and like you know I just always thought that they weren't doing any good like whatever um but like you said like the book that I'm going through. We have one week left of our study. Oh my um, gosh. Zooming through I know. it feels like. Yeah, we did it in five weeks versus ten. <laughs> so oh, wow. Really zooming through it. Um, but it's called Why Social Justice Isn't Biblical Justice. And one of the biggest things that I've taken from the book is this concept of loving your enemy. Because like you said, I wasn't able to understand why we are to love our enemy until I understood through the book that exactly like you said, Ains, like we aren't the ones who are supposed to be going out and like, obviously we're not supposed to sit idle when we're seeing injustices, but like we aren't the ones who are supposed to punish these people. Like we aren't, we're not the ones supposed to take like an eye for an eye. Like I've really learned that, you know, we have judgment day when the end of the world and that's when God decides, you know, and has his form of justice, which is the ultimate perfect form of justice, because us as humans, we're not perfect. So how are we going to have perfect justice? Um, so because we don't have to worry about having that ultimate form of justice, it's almost like a, not a weight off of ourselves, but it gives us the chance to love no matter what. And that was the only way that I was able to realize, like, that's how we love our enemy because we don't have to get the justice and it's not our job for that judgment day justice that we're just called to love everyone and show them grace and show them mercy. And it's taken a lot of (laughs) internal thought and doing this study for me to understand that but I absolutely loved what you said about how like us showing love doesn't mean we're a doormat like I feel like it is a thing in this world that like people take advantage of people who are like overly nice and just think that there's nothing else there but hello like learning to love everyone like it's not an easy thing and it takes courage and it takes other things because in society today i think learning to love everyone and your neighbor and your enemy and everyone in between like isn't really promoted at all 
Yeah, I, and I think it's hard too because I feel like we're taught forgiveness and mercy as soft and mm-hmm. justice mm-hmm. as hard in a way. Right. So like yeah. you, you pick one or the other, but it that's not really the case. I mean, yeah. by being like, I want to love and I want to forgive and I want to show mercy and this like goodness to the world that doesn't mean like if someone's being an absolute jerk or if they're saying very rude or hateful comments that I'm just like well they have their opinions like no that's a time when you can grow that's a time when you can show them where perhaps they may be wrong and you hope that people would do the same for you and that's love I feel like infatuation and softness is often mistaken Mm. for love and like kindness Ooh, is mistaken m- kindness is mistaken for weakness as um i'm pretty sure my my girl bad girl riri said rihanna you know and <laughs> you know the song um but it's not and that's important to remember most definitely yeah i like how you Ooh, that connection between infatuation and love i didn't even Ooh, that was good <laughs> it's like <laughs> right like it's just yeah. people think it's like this soft obsessive like it's okay everything's fine it's like no that's not true love like obviously not but Mm -hmm. yeah that's good that also that's tough times goes with my this was a big like i think it came up a bunch in our high school theology classes maybe it's just what i was thinking about all the time but the concept between happiness and joy did you get that vibe also? Maybe it came up like a few yes. times. We but talked it really about stuck this with as me. in episode two. I yes. During yes. Lent. So that joy being like that really deep, fulfilling sense of contentment like throughout the ups and downs, which is like the love and then the happiness is kind of fleeting depending on what's going on in your life. And that's like the infatuation. But it's definitely, I think a lot of times that's a mis- mistake people make, including myself. Yeah, me too. Um, like when I say I love One Direction, except I do <laughs> love One Direction. That, that's actually true. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And also they can do no wrong. That does not mean I... <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, okay? Oh too good. Um, my goal with I would say radical love and just, I guess more recently um, when I've really been like intentional, not that I haven't been intentional to podcast sometimes, but you know, recently just over the summer, new mindset changes, everything like that. My goal has been to all back up. I feel like we all know someone that makes us want to be a better person like there's this one of our tennis instructors in st louis her name is cindy we all called her sunshine cindy because she just like made you want to love life like very kind hello amazing and now one of my roommates her name's riley she's a doll she's the cutest southern accent she only calls dinner supper it's Ah, precious like my grandma oh cute um but she just has the most positive outlook on life and I remember the other day like it rained when I was walking to class and I was like oh my gosh this is awful I was like I just had to walk back in the rain and she was like well at least the hurricane's not hitting us and I was like oh you're right like it really could be a lot worse and then 
you know, if one of us has had like a bad day or a bad encounter with someone, she'll be like, they probably had like good intentions. Like it could have just like been a really bad day. And so she's like, just makes me want to think better about my situations. And again, give more people grace, give more people love. Um, so my current goal and prayers and everything about life and my faith, my journey, everything has been to have this, I don't know how else to describe it, but like an aura. <laughs> that yeah, I, th just, I think you're on, yeah, I think I'd use that word depending okay. on where you're going. Yeah, this like aura about me where people see me as a joyful person and that like draws them into thinking like, wow, where does that come from? Like, how is she able to have that joyfulness no matter what's going on and then like that lead them to faith versus just like me being like hello I'm gonna th throw all of this at you versus just like again leading by example so that's yeah. my goal and I feel like radical love really ties in in this idea of like a love that's constant it doesn't matter if life is up or life is down anything like that still working on it i like it i think we have such i think we have nice goals and they're I hard agree. to work towards but i think they're yeah. <laughs> they're very good like they're like objectively nice things to do yeah yeah yes. i think people like that are so cool everyone think of a person that you think of that makes you want to be better more loving more grateful mm-hmm I got a friend at camp, first person I thought of. She's just so marvelous. Mm. And yeah, the, there, there are, there are all those people, people you know? Out. They yeah. just are so good. And the worst part is sometimes they don't even see it and they don't even know. And then I you're know. Like, you're like, dude, literally everyone loves you. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, like I'm nothing special. I'm like, shut up. Yes, you are. <laughs> I know. That's why it's like important to tell people that they mean something to you because sometimes you truly can't see it. Yeah, I also got, eh. I think I have a friend at school who everyone loves, but people hype him up so much. I think he definitely knows. But if you tell him, he's like, <laughs> stop. And I'm like, Aww. he knows it. He's he's the best. But my, my man, Frank, he's definitely not listening. But if he was. Uh, I remember you talking about him once last year on the podcast. He's so cute. He's the best, really. Yeah, th there's people like that everywhere. That's even the better part mm -hmm. is like, you'll always find someone like that. You know, like everyone knows at least one person who's just so good and you spend more time with them and you become gooder too. <laughs> I remember, I don't know if we've said this yet on the podcast, but we had someone reach out that, I don't know if we said it like as a challenge or she was just taking what we were saying and she reached out to someone and was like, I see Jesus in you and thank you for being that example to me. And the person said that it was the nicest thing she'd ever been told by anyone in her entire life. Like, how cute is that? That's real cute. The girl was brave to reach out and say it. And then it made probably both of their weeks. Like, hello. There's no negative. All positives. No. Yeah, that's like that's really I don't cool. think it is intimidating to tell someone like, wow, you just really are just an amazing person. But yeah, I don't think that anyone will take that as a bad thing. Yeah, I hope not. No, that would be weird. If you were like, I see you to be an awesome <laughs> source of joy. And they're like, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be so bad. That would be really bad. Hmm. 
but otherwise yeah I think it's also weird for me to remember why we do the podcast because it started without (laughs) we didn't really start with a vision (laughs) at all (laughs) well we did have a vision we wanted to win to get the extra credit points oh wow true so we started this it was like a little challenge you got extra credit points if you made a podcast and you got extra credit points in theology so we did it and then we're like yo we like this so then we kept doing it and I think sometimes for me I like definitely lost that vision and some well obviously our vision was very how to find that <laughs> end but I think I definitely lost any I think because of how it started I became a little too focused on myself through Same. the podcast Same. um like when we would record I'd be like this is fun I feel like, it's a great way for me to talk out my emotions. And when people listen, I want them to think I'm funny. I want them to think I'm cool. I want them to think I have, like, so many cool thoughts in my head. And I'm so mature and wise for my age. But also, I'm, like, easygoing and fun. Like, I just really mm-hmm. wanted people who listened to be like, wow, Ainsley's so cool. Um, and I love how I say this in the past tense because this is definitely still something I'm working on. Um, but I think it's just really important for me to remember to take the focus off of myself mm-hmm. in a lot of things. So like I was saying with the philosophy groups, even in the beginning, uh, during my rows, I think it's clear just from the way I was talking about that, I love doing it. And part of the reason I think it's going so well is because they like me, which obviously is important that to the setting yeah. of the group. But I think I'm focused almost too much on like if I'm good or if they like me versus is the environment I'm creating good do they mm-hmm. like the environment in which we have these discussions like taking just the focus off myself in that sense or I'm going to be leading freshmen like faith formation small groups through campus ministry here and we were talking about that on our training on Sunday and just really realizing it's not about you how you yeah. like these things are just not about you and it's I get I can be fairly narcissistic and it's difficult for me to realize that things just really are not about me. And I think that's another thing I'm working on with radical love. One, living out the title radical love and two, understanding that I should be doing this for the sake of doing it, for the sake of hoping people feel some relation to me like, Oh wow. She went through something similar. She handled it way differently than I would have. I understand where she's coming from, but like definitely not the course for me. But cool, that girl was lonely her first year of college, too. Um, I guess it should be about relating to people and not mm, making people think I'm cool or something. So that's kind of trying to take the focus off myself and putting it on other people is big for me right now. I really like that. I know when we started, like, it was humbling because our first episode got so many listens. It and still then it does. It's got like yeah. probably almost like a thousand or something at this point. Right. It's got a lot. And then it all fell off from there. So like it was definitely humbling because at first it was like, oh yeah, look at us. Like, hello, we just put it on a podcast and it's, you know, doing so well. And then, yeah, realizing it really isn't about us. <laughs> yeah, which is so tough, especially because... In this environment, like, people liking us is directly correlated to whether or not we even continue <laughs> doing it. Because if no one's listening, then we'll probably, like, lose a little bit of our motivation and stuff. Um, 
And when people listen less, like we had for whatever reason a major drop in listens since April or May. Like, and I mean like a hundred less. <laughs> major drop. And it's so hard for me to not take it personally, but just yeah. be like, hey, like 30 people, 40 people, 50 people, however many people still like it. Thank you. Still listen. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not doing this to get money. Thankfully, this is just kind of like a side gig. So we're not really dependent on anything. And so just realizing, like, it's not about whether or not people say it all to their friends. I mean, obviously, that's cool. But, yeah, just kind of realizing that it's not about me. Yeah, it was cute the other day when my grandpa, like, he called me. And I didn't know that my grandparents listened, especially after I told them that I was you know, feeling out some non-denominational churches. Um, <laughs> and he called me after one of the episodes. He was like, I just listened to your episode. Is AJ in town this weekend? Is he in town next weekend? Like, I couldn't get the vibe. And I was like, oh, he listened. <laughs> so That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think yeah. my grandparents listen because I try to explain to them, like, what a podcast is. And I think, like, it takes a little bit for them to get it. So... <laughs> They're elderly, obviously. It definitely is, like, a generational thing. Like, it's probably crazy to some people. Like, we're talking into a computer and people are listening. Like, what? Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> the fact, that, but, like, especially since podcasts are so huge, I feel, I'd say anyone who's middle-aged or younger. So, it's funny that they don't really even know what it is since it's so huge. Yeah. Well, Ains, do you have anything else no. to leave us with today? You know, everyone, radically love everyone. Whoever mm-hmm. is difficult for you, focus on that. Like the enemies that are so difficult for us to love, focus on loving them. And that doesn't mean letting them do whatever they want. Just loving <laughs> them. But like yes. also don't be a turd face. Like be cool. Be cool, exactly. my dude. Yeah. <laughs> love the way you put it okay well thank you all for listening we'll see you guys next week bye y'all bye